Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Aslo, you wander off into the city and some friendly dwarves point you in the direction of the Temple of Embastil. Sir Rothtar, your priestliness, there's a person that I would like to check up on. Few indeed there are with the power to see such visions at will. Should you truly wish to access this power for yourself, you will need to search the lost city of Ildreza. Perhaps you'll mark it here on my map. I did do a little uh, digging into the cult. There's a chance they could be remnants of an old cult that worshipped the emperor and or they could be uh, creatures from the underworld. You'd head over to Spaith's shop. Ah, Tokus, just the gnome I was hoping to see. Hanging on an armor stand near the wall, you spot your own armor. It's beautiful. You thought of everything. Take good care of it. And may we meet again. Elbert says, ah, you've found your way back. We intend to finish the job we started. Uh, yeah, when he has a moment, Aslo pulls out the, uh, the map and kind of looks it over and thinks about it for a bit. I say, what you looking at there, Aslo? Oh, you know, just, just map stuffs. What's this mark on here that says Lost City of Ildreza? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I snatch it up and I say, don't you worry about that. But that sounds like super freaking cool. Why would you know something like that and not tell us about it? It's just this place, okay? Okay. It's just a cool thing that I heard about. Are we going on an adventure? <laughs> well, <clears throat> the trick is we have to get home first and that puts us even farther away from that place. You heard about it and you just decided not to say anything about it? Or? I, I was debating. Is it like a tourist attraction? Like, why Why is it on your map again? Yeah, don't you trust us? Well, um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just a little, like, sightseeing place. Oh, okay, I get it. So it's the site of your next murder that you're planning. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like a long-lost lover. That he plans to murder. <laughs> and there's some kind of weird, like, tree of life or something, and, the, you know, fountain of youth kind of thing. I'm in. You know, I, <laughs> that kind of stuff's kind of cool. Well, if it's a lost city, then you sure know exactly where it is. Well, yeah. I don't know. Someone else lost it. I found it. Oh, okay. It's more lost because the dwarves lost it to the invaders. Yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, I mean, I know that, but Shaba doesn't. <laughs> it's lost to civilization, not lost to... Like, lost geographically. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those bucket list things, you know? It's like, see the Grand Canyon, go base jumping, visit the Lost see City. See the Towers of, of Arconomica. Eldrazer. Right, exactly. So, someday, we'll, we'll, we'll make our way there. Mm. What do people do at the Towers of Arconomica anyway? Do they just take pictures? It's like one of those give a penny, take a penny things, except with elephant tusks. Oh, we get, so we have to find a tusk. <laughs> Remember the whole towers are built out of elephant, uh, out of ivory? Right, right. And so you have to find a tusk in order to take another one. Yeah, so it's did, like Jenga. Did we say that? Yeah. They were built out of ivory? Yes, we did. Also, that's a very popular base jumping spot <laughs> yeah. as well. So. Oh. Because all the elephants base jumped off of the towers <laughs> and made them taller and taller, and that's why they're extinct. I thought the thing with Arconomica, or the Towers of Arconomica, when we talked about it last time, was that it, like, disappears every time you find it. That oh, too, right. yeah, It, like, yeah. teleports away from you. It's Howl's moving castle, except it's Howl's teleporting towers. <laughs> yeah, that's the legend, anyway. Okay, I'm gonna, at some point, I'm going to have to figure out which of these things are supposed to be canon and which you just made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't know which are real until we find the actual yeah, towers, these are all obviously. rumors. I see. Yeah, these are legends of the legendary Towers of Arconomica, which we don't know which is true or not. Few people have ever seen it, so yeah. a lot of it is just rumor. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's plural towers. There are at least <laughs> 11 towers. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, I heard if you ever do find the Towers of Arconomica, you can never leave. Hmm. So it's like Hotel California in that sense. Yeah, basically. It's like Howl's Hotel, California moving towers. <laughs> yeah, Howl's teleporting hotel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because it's so magical that you never want to leave. Mm. It's like paradise in elephant tusk form. One can only hope. Oh, so then that means that the towers of Arconomica must be located on the Isles of the Dawn because that's paradise. Mm, mm. That's true. I was thinking more like Monty Python, like the, the tower of, or what is it, the castle of... What was that, Zoot and all that nonsense? Uh, 
I don't remember that one. Galahad, Sir Galahad, he like, it's like the whole castle is filled with beautiful women and he doesn't want to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But he's there yeah. for the grail, and they're like, their beacon was grail-shaped. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you never want to leave the towers of Arcanomica because it's filled with beautiful women who are wearing <laughs> elephant tusks for clothing. I think if there are two towers of Arcanomica, and they're made out of ivory, and they're paradise, then don't they just look like two gigantic D6s? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That is what Paradise looks like to a D&D player, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Or, if they're ivory towers sticking up out of the ground, <laughs> what if they're actually the tusks of some giant creature that's sleeping under the ground? Ooh. Oh, with that's why nobody tusks. ever comes back, because they get eaten. Gojira! It's a big walrus that's Godzilla-sized. <laughs> it just comes out of the ground and eats you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it moves and then it moves away. Yep. That would explain how it shows up in different places. Right, because it's alive. Exactly. Alright, so I have added all of these rumors to the <laughs> info to the wiki. The yes. Alright. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Someday we will find this fated place. So you pass through Mount Veradel without any sort of trouble there. As you get to Blickton. You stop in the tavern and you see that Flugaby is still there playing, this time to a much livelier crowd. Flugaby, Flugaby, Flugaby. I look to see if the barkeep left his gloves laying around again. <laughs> no, you don't see the gloves anywhere. All right. Rats. Okay, we keep going. It is the next day on the road to Brentley Gate. We're having our last fireworks display uh, in celebration of fun. Um, I'm going to have... You can have Shaba give me a perception check. Since you're actually Shaba's in in the back. Uh yeah, I'm in the back. They're in the front, which would explain why I only got an eight on my perception check. <laughs> so the other two of you, not Shaba, make a perception check. Oh yeah. Perception. A fourteen. Uh, mine was not nearly as good. Six. Aslo, you see the glint of something shiny behind a tree up ahead near the trail. It's about Ooh. 60 feet up, and you just see a little bit of light reflected off of something. Uh-oh. Uh, I tell the caravan driver, hold, hold for a minute. I see something up ahead. There's a multi-cart pileup as the other drivers ram into the back of it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. She pulls the reins in the wagon stops, says, what do you see? I'm not sure. I just saw the glint of something. Perhaps we can have our ranger check things out up ahead. Shaba, do you mind uh, looking up ahead for us? Shaba trips over a wagon wheel because he wasn't <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> hey, guys. I'll be right there. <laughs> he stands up. He's like, what? Do, do, what do, is do, it? Do, what do, happened? Do. <laughs> I run up to the front. What is it? What do your halfling eyes see? Shaba, keep your voice down. There's something up ahead. I'm not sure what it is. Can you go investigate? Yes. I look around. Quietly. They've taken the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> I slap you. <laughs> oh, no. Wrong, wrong Get a thing. hold of yourself, Wrong man. thing. Sorry. Okay, I investigate. Okay. okay, so you walk up the trail. Yeah. Um, give me your perception check now. Eleven. Having the light pointed out to you, you walk up about 20 feet before you catch a little glimpse of it. There's probably some metal there that it's being reflected off of. You can just see like the tip of some piece of metal behind this tree. So we have a sh essentially a straight road with trees, with forest on either side of it? Right. How wide is the road? Just barely wide enough for two carts to pass each other. Eight or nine feet. Okay. And it's fairly flat terrain, not very hilly or anything like that? No, this is mountainous terrain, because you're heading down from the mountains. So it's downhill here, probably like a 20 to 30 degree slope. Okay, but fairly, like, even as far as the slope At is At this concerned. point, yes. Okay, how far away did I see the glint from where I'm standing right now? About 40 feet. Oh, so fairly close. Yeah. I just keep looking. <laughs> 40 feet is, like, across uh, the house. <laughs> like, I just keep looking until I see what it was. I mean, you see occasional flicker of light, but you can't really get any more detail. It looks like whatever it is is mostly behind the tree. Okay, I shout. Hey! Hey! You behind the tree there! Stop <laughs> glinting and step out onto the path! What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> you're just gonna glint that metal at me? What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> You're getting the sunlight in my eyes. It's really annoying me right now. You hear a big sigh. Like, <sighs> All right, then. <laughs> and you see a kind of scruffy-looking man steps out from behind the tree. He's got patchwork armor. It looks like the glint of metal that you saw was from an axe head mm. that he was holding up. And he steps out from behind the tree and says, Well, all right, you've found me. I suppose you just want to be on your way then? Uh, what are you doing here? Well, obviously, he holds up his axe. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. I'm just wondering what you're going to say. Yeah, were you here? Are you an axe salesman, perhaps? <laughs> I shout from here to demonstrate your him. product. Of course, <laughs> selling axes. Uh, so, well, hey guys, anyone need an axe? And you were, it, you were planning to rob a heavily armed caravan by yourself, just the one of you. He looks down and flexes his muscles and says, "Well." You can see I'm no ordinary man. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. You, you are a piece of work, all right. So would you like to have a wrestling match? Uh, winner take all? <laughs> I'm not convinced this guy's alone. Are you saying that you'll wrestle me, and if, you, if I win, then you'll just give me all of your equipment in the caravan? <laughs> if, I, if you win, then all of this caravan which I own is yours. Elbert says, hold on just hey, a second. Hey, hey, Elbert, you stay out of this. You stay out. You shut your hairy mouth, Elbert. Shabba, I've never heard you be, be so um, affirmative. He's just fired up, man. He's this just guy ready to go. Is, This guy is, like, annoying us. He's flashing stuff in our eyes. He's thinking, he thinks that he can rob his entire caravan just by himself. Let's, let's duke it out, bud. What do you say? And what if you win? Uh, if I win, then I get that axe of yours. <laughs> the entire caravan for an axe. <laughs> Sounds like a fair trade. And I also own you as a slave. <laughs> this is really dark, Shab. I've never seen this side of you before. <laughs> the only reason I would... I, I don't actually say this to him, but the only reason I would take him as a slave is so I can set him free and earn his loyalty. Oh, okay. <laughs> That makes sense. You look strong yourself, but I bet I could take you. I'm actually only of average strength for a <laughs> Goliath, believe it or not. What, are you going to have me bear wrestle this guy, Shaba? No, no. I'll fight my own battles. All right, so now the two of you in the back make another perception check. Oh, natural 20. Oh, <laughs> I got a 19. <laughs> okay, well, both of you hear a rustling in the bushes just a little ways off the trail next to you. Tokus, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you hear that? Yeah. There's something. There's something behind us. There's more of them. I knew it. I knew he wasn't alone. I quietly alert the other guards just that they're aware. And then I produce my crossbow. So you don't tell me in the, I'm hanging out all by my onesies up front? You got your own thing going on. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> You'll be alright. So the man that you're talking to says, How about we forego this whole wrestling match and you just pay me for safe passage? Why would I want to do that? I just said that I would give you everything I own off this caravan and all you have to do is beat me in a wrestling match. That seems like a lot better odds than you taking us all by yourself. All right. I accept. All right. So, here's how this is going to work. We are standing 40 feet apart. We're each going to leave our weaponry where we stand, and we're going to meet in the middle. Sound good? How do I know that you don't have other weapons concealed on you? I don't know that about you either, but if either of us cheats, then we're automatically disqualified. No weapons. <laughs> if you cheat, if you bring a weapon to this fight, I win. If I bring one, then you win. All right, then. Let's see how this goes. I put my bow and quiver down. I put on my referee costume. Or wait, no. Aslan's the one with the costumes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I meet him in the middle. And we begin to circle. I roll up my sleeves. And then I, I jump down and run over to you guys with my costume on and my whistle. And I say, all right, boys, I want a nice clean fight, you hear? <laughs> you pull, the mic comes down from the, from yeah. the invisible ceiling. In this corner, we've got Shaba, the Goliath. Weighing in at 563 pounds, Shaba. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like dangling a mic. And in this corner, some ruffian with an axe. <laughs> weighing in at a measly 
13 pounds. I don't know how much you weigh, sir. It doesn't matter. So do you actually leave the caravan and come up to the fight? Uh, no, I, that was all in my head again. I stay where I am. <laughs> I joined Aslo in that thought bubble, and in, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, and I, I do turn back over my shoulder and wink at Aslo. I just give you a thumbs up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. You're doing great. <laughs> All right, Shab, I get the message and I blow you a gnomish kiss with oh, a gnomish inspiration attached to it. If only there were a D6 attached to it as well. Oh, is that what you were looking for? <laughs> Do you not want my affections, Shaba? Shaba, go get him. You're awesome. Woo! And I'll give you an inspiration. All right. No, I, I love your, your support, Tokus. It means the world to I, me. I don't know. You said you want something <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> no, I love what it was attached to it. It was great. So he steps up, just cracking his knuckles. <laughs> And let's get this started. Roll initiative. All right. Uh, that's a 15. And that's a 1. <laughs> oh, man. So you go first. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's an ath- uh, that's an 18 athletics to, uh, to grab him. You reach forward and I just get him in a big bear hug. Okay. Look, Aslo, they're hugging. They've, they've made up. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet. He... He's actually going to try to grapple you back. <laughs> it looks like just one nice, friendly hug. Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, no, that is not going to get even close. All right, so you two are just grabbing each other tightly. Neither one of you is <laughs> moving. You're just kind of holding on and stuck in each other's arms. All right, I lick him on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. And then he flops to the ground. He just says, you disgusting giant. I don't think he actually did that thing. No, I totally do. I give him a wet, sloppy lick all up his face. (laughs) You disgust me. (laughs) 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 Woo, I disgust myself. We're getting this on camera, right, Aslo? Oh, absolutely. The whole caravan's got their cell phones out. (laughs) I want to drop on the ground so I'm on top of him. Okay, let's do another strength check here. Or athletics, rather. Okay. Uh, let's say 21. You kind of shuffle around on the ground a little bit and then throw him down on his back. You're on top. He gives a couple of punches as you're lying there. So he hits you and you take three points of damage from solid blow to the back of the head with his fist. Okay. Ouch. I say, oh, I didn't realize how much bigger than you I am until I had you pinned on the ground like this. You might be bigger, but I'm stronger. <laughs> and then you hear him let out a whistle And next to the others Who are back in the caravan You suddenly are being peppered with crossbow bolts Okay Oh no You're not caught totally by surprise Because you heard the rustling But they're still attacking first Alright, each of you takes a crossbow bolt to your side Tokus, you take seven points of damage Aslo, you take four and you see a couple other crossbow bolts fly past the group into the woods. It seems like they're coming from both directions. Can we get a quick sense of how many there were? Well, there's the two that hit you. You saw at least one other one fly into the woods on the opposite sides. And at the same time as those fly out, you see two other men jump out of the bushes with axes and shields, ready to get into melee. There they are, lads! Let's get them! I'm ready. Guns blazing. Let's go. Yeah, I'll just have all three of you act whatever order you want, and then the enemies all act whatever order. Do you guys want to go first? Uh, you go ahead, Shaba. All right. So to break the grapple, that's uh, an 18. Okay. So yeah, you throw him off of you. Okay. I look down into his beautiful... Are, are they blue eyes? What color are his eyes? I look down into his <laughs> eyes and I say... Brown eyes. Thank you, sir. For falling into my trap (laughs) No brigand ever tries to take a caravan alone I knew you were working in tandem with others All I needed to do was separate you from your weapon I move 20 feet over, I pick up his axe You can basically just get to the axe on your turn Because it's your action to break out And then half your movement to stand up And half your movement to go there Okay So you break out, throw him down to the ground As you stand up and run over to his axe and pick it up uh, I'm going to go after one of the crossbowmen. They're kind of far away, right? Uh, they're about 30 feet into the woods. It's kind of hard to see much farther than that because it's pretty dense here. I want to go after the furthest archer where I think that crossbow came from, the one that shot me. Okay. You can see them. As you look really closely, you can make out 
kind of the heads, their eyes just looking out above the bushes. I will move the perfect distance for my lightning lure. And I make a save, right? Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'll be right back. So you swing your lightning lure at him, and he ducks under cover of the bushes just in time. Dang it. All right, I coil it back up. Okay. Aslo? Okay. Sorry about that. I just locked my wife out of the house. Um, oh, that's what you went see. to go do? What? <laughs> yes, I just had to go lock her out real quick. Yes, I will take a crossbow shot at the nearest dude. Okay, one of the guys that jumped out with an axe? Yes. All right. Ooh. Uh, that's a 19 to hit uh, for 8 damage. Um, you shoot him, and he turns and gives you a menacing look <laughs> and licks his axe. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> These guys are intense. <laughs> Is Stripey doing anything? Uh, no. He's chilling in the caravan with Aslan Tokus. On his pile of gold. Like, <laughs> curled up over it. Yeah. <laughs> Yawning. Another crossbow bolt flies out of the woods from the one that you just tried to lightning lure. I catch it. It hits your shoulder for nine points of damage. Ouch. Then the two with axes come up. Actually, wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shield that. That's a lot of damage. Um, well, it was a natural 20. Oh, I can't uh, shield that, can I? No. Blast. One of the other guys with an axe goes after you, definitely misses you with your shield. All right. The other one engages with one of the other guards. The one that you were wrestling, uh, Shaba, stands up and runs over and grabs your bow. <laughs> okay. Picks up the bow and <laughs> grabs an arrow. The caravan guards attack. They both engage the single one that went in on them and hit him a couple of times hard. And we're back to Shaba. All right. What other weapons does he have besides the axe? You also see a small dagger discarded next to it. Okay. I'll just pick everything up and then uh, move, move, and get into melee with him. I'll get right up on him and say, do something. Tokus? Okay, so I'm going to second win real quick. It's a bonus action. Nice. That's 11 hit points. 8 plus 3. Wow. Not bad. I'm going to lightning lure that guy that shot at me again. Actually, no. Maybe I'll just go up and stab him. 16. So you crash through the bushes and stab into the bush and hear it. Ah! As it connects behind. <laughs> nice. Four. Three points of damage. Aslo? Since the guy I shot last time mocked me, I say, <laughs> Oh, you're going to make fun of me, huh? You're going to make fun of me? And then I'll shoot him again. Yeah, see? Yeah. Here's what happens when you shoot me, yeah? Uh, does a 14 hit? Yes. Uh, and then I'm going to use a, a bardic inspiration to do mobile flourish. <laughs> so first, I'll roll this. I'm going to do a total of nine damage to him. Uh, my crossbow bolt pushes him back a total of ten feet. Dang. And then um, I also with this ability, gain uh, 10 feet to my movement speed. So I'd like to jump off the wagon and do a little roll, run over to him as far as I can with 35 feet of movement. <laughs> you knock him 10 feet back into the woods and then chase him down and stand over <laughs> where he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you! Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, these guys are scrappy. I like you see one of the other crossbowmen out near where you are now stands up and runs forward, trading his crossbow for a sword. As he approaches, the big guy in front of you hits you for um, six and three points of damage. Ouch. And then the former crossbowman comes up and misses. Oh, Another crossbow is fired and also misses. Ha-ha! <laughs> That's right, I forgot I'm wearing the cool, like, feathered hat. So I, like, run my, my hand through the feather <laughs> as I shout, uh, what ho! On guard! <laughs> the others that are nearby Tokus all fail to do anything meaningful. <laughs> With their lives. You've got two people engaging you in melee, one on either side, and then the other one's shot his crossbow bolt past you. The guards... Well, you knocked back the one that they were fighting, so they rush forward and try to engage him as well, but fail. Uh, Shaba. Oh wait, I didn't have the guy that you were attacking do anything. He drops 
the quiver, grabbing a couple of arrows out of it really quickly, and starts shooting those at you. He fires both shots, but you're too close for him to get in anything good. Now it's Shaba's turn. Swing his axe. Uh, That's a 24 to hit. Okay. I'll mark him. And deal 15 damage. I'm assuming it's a regular battle axe. D8. Yeah. Okay. Um, is Stripey doing anything? Stripey's going to hang out with, uh, stay with the cart, and he's going to protect the driver. Tokus. Uh, noticing that my friend is not doing so hot over there, I'm going to move towards Aslo. I'm going to action surge, and I want to lash the big guy that's on Aslo. You're a little too far off in the opposite direction. Too far away to do that? Yeah, you've got two people on you right next to you, and you're like 30 feet off in the woods. He's 15 Mm -hmm. or 10 feet off in the opposite side of the path. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to say, Aslo, here's a little bit of help from my my little friend. (laughs) And I load up a a firebolt vial, and I fire it at the big guy that's attacking him. Nice. Okay. That still has disadvantage on your attack roll because you're firing while in melee. That is a 20. Uh, you get, you're not going to keep that, though. Uh, okay, so I roll a second dice despite the 20. Yeah. Just roll another 20, man. <laughs> uh, it wasn't as good. It was a uh, 13. Okay, it still hits. All right. So, damage? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I hit, yes, yes. Seven points <laughs> O damage. So you fire between the wagons, through the trees, over Aslo's shoulders, and hit this guy <laughs> in the, the chest. River, through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> right square in his face. That's how that rhyme Perfect. goes, right? Uh, and then I turn to my offenders and I use my um, action surge, and I want to take a defensive position. I just didn't want you to think I forgot about you, Aslo. You're doing great over there. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Aslo? Um, in the last couple steps of walking up to the guy or whatever, I'll drop my crossbow and I'll say, Two of you, perfect. One for each of my swords. And I draw both of my <laughs> short swords. Do you just do one of those like Pirates of the Caribbean, like stab them both? <laughs> Same time exactly. as like... <laughs> Attack the first guy with a... 18 hit two damage and then I'm also so which uh, guy is this the the big guy in front of you the one that I had been attacking okay because the two guys who came out first in melee are clearly stronger tougher men than the ones who are staying back shooting uh, okay uh yeah I guess I'll keep doing the the bigger guy since I know that he's wounded okay okay so when it hits I'm going to use another bardic inspiration die. Uh, so I'll do four damage from the regular hit, and then I'll roll this and do another five damage. Hmm. And then I'm going to add the result of the Bardic Inspiration die to my armor class until my next turn. Whoa. So that will give me a plus five AC. Dang, dude. Doing all these fancy, schmancy maneuvers over there. Yeah, like I said, I've, I learned from watching you. Oh, then I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> That'll bump me up to an 18 AC until next turn. It's almost as good as mine. And then I have my other attack. So I'll swing at the same guy. That'll only be a 9, I'm afraid. Okay, well, the 9 misses. Well, I hold my swords in front of me to defend. Uh, You can see now that the big strong guy is looking a lot less strong at the moment. (laughs) He's holding his wounds, but still looks fiercely determined to fight for some reason. In an act of sheer rage and aggression, he swings his axe wildly, and as much as you try to deflect it with your swords, one swing does get through. And he hits you for six points of damage. (laughs) Oh no. So, like, I've played a lot of tabletop games where, like, morale and leadership is, like, a thing on the battlefield. Is that ever a thing when we have, like, a group of humanoids fighting us? Do they actually kind of, like, do, like, a mental check, like, they care more about preserving them their own life versus the group of the team? It's a DM call. In earlier editions of D&D, it was an actual thing. You had to roll morale checks to see if the monsters run away or surrender or something. 
So you kind of just do like a mental check. That's what that comment was. You were just kind of like, does this guy run away or does he stay? Yeah. No, I mostly just take into account their motivations, their reasons for fighting, and how likely they see themselves dying versus surviving and all that stuff. You calculate all of that in a matter of seconds. It's impressive. Well, I, <laughs> I like it. I think beforehand on what would cause these things to run away or stop attacking, and then if that condition gets met, then that happens. Otherwise, they keep fighting. Okay, I, I grab a pouch that looks like it's filled with gold coins, and I throw it in his general direction. Does he go after it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one, the other big guy attacking Tokus. Miss, and barely a hit. Oh man, even with the, the dodge? Okay. He hits you for nine points of damage with his axe. And the other guy in front of you with the sword makes a couple of attempts to swing but doesn't do anything. Uh, the other crossbowman who you saw fighting you earlier actually starts running towards the caravan. You can see him oh no. moving through the woods. Oh no, Stripey, wait, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guards also make their attacks. One of them manages to finally land a decisive blow against the big brute that you are fighting, Aslo. Oh, nice. Strikes him across the chest and then staggers back before collapsing on the ground. <laughs> yes! Shaba, back... No, I keep forgetting the big guy. The dude. Leader. So, deciding that the bow was not very effective last time, he drops the bow and grabs the sword instead. Alright! That's what I'm talking about. A fight! <laughs> And he starts attacking with it. That's a hit for 10 points of damage. Hmm. That's got to be max. He also simultaneously reaches around and pulls a second dagger that he had concealed in his belt. That dirty cheat. <laughs> that cheater. <laughs> but he misses with it. And now it's Shabba's turn. You dirty stinking rat. By Kavaki's <laughs> horns you shall pay! Um, let's see, that's a uh, uh, 19 to hit. Hit. For 12 damage. So you hit him hard over the chest with his axe. And then I lick him again. <laughs> On the other cheek this time. Make an attack roll to see if you can hit with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I make a multi-attack action with my tongue. <laughs> 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 Tokus. So if I were to disengage, they both get a free attack on me, right? If you were to run away without disengaging. I'm just going to run away. Sorry, guys. Got to protect the caravan. So start to run. All right. So I'll take my attacks. They both miss. Ha-ha! Can't catch me, suckers. Thank goodness. And uh, am I within range to go for a lightning lure on the assailant? Yeah. I love this thing because I, I can't ever seem to get close enough to anything. <laughs> but I will go for a... Uh, you're over here. I failed. Yes! Ooh. Huzzah! <gasps> so your whip wraps around his legs and you pull him towards you. Zap him for however much damage you do. Five! Nice. Solid. So he gets shocked by your whip, and he's now in the woods again. Yeah! <laughs> Not out of the woods yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we're rubbing off on you, Thane. You're dropping <laughs> cheesy one-liners now. Aslo? Yeah, I will uh, look at him and say, Well, you've brought me down to two hit points, but I've still got one last trick up my sleeve. And then I will reach up and snap my fingers and become invisible. What? what? <laughs> Are you joking me right now? What the heck? When did you learn all these cool things? Guys, we'll talk about it later when I'm not invisible. <laughs> Just wait. Have some patience. That is a sweet, sweet spell. Tokus, as has gone, he's abandoned us. <laughs> totally forgot you learned that spell. Well, wait. In the contract, who takes over the company in the event that Aslo dies? I was believe... It, was it Stripey? I believe it is Stripey. I believe yeah. he is the new CEO. Oh, yes. my goodness. I walk up behind Tokus and smack him upside the head. Just give him a wet willy. Invisibility. <laughs> what was that? Tiku, tiku, tiku. No, so yeah, I'll go invisible, and then I will um, try to run away. I don't know if I can try to grab my crossbow on the way since I dropped it. Sure. 
and then I'll use that to uh, basically to avoid the attack. And I'll run and then do a slide underneath the cart, which looks really <laughs> sweet, but no one can tell because I'm invisible. Just a trail of dust on the road. Exactly. And then I will uh, I'll catch my breath under there and, and prepare for the next turn. Okay, so you're actually hiding underneath one of the carts? Yes. The two guards that you just abandoned look around befuddled for a moment, <laughs> as do the bandits that they're fighting. Aslo the befuddler, they call me. <laughs> so they're fighting each other, and you see a couple of blows exchanged in their end. The two that Tokus just ran away from, the big guy runs up towards Tokus and attacks again, and misses both times. The other guy switches back to his crossbow and fires at someone in the caravan, actually. What? They're innocents! So you see the crossbow bolt flies up and hits someone, one of the drivers, in the side. He screams out in pain. Oh no, that jerk. Albright is shouting, Clear us the path and we'll get out of here so you can fight. Oh, I didn't think about that. Maybe that's what we should have been doing the whole time. The last bandit makes an attack against Tukus switching from crossbow to sword and misses. Yes. Break your weapons on the armor of the Rathgon Hills. <laughs> and of the Glenhammer Dwarves. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's true. Shabba. Uh, doesn't the guy always go before me? I always forget his turn. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he like the most important enemy, though, in this whole fight? He's the only one that we got like a conversation with. He's the leader. I've grouped the enemies here and here and here. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the lead guy takes his attacks, but rolls really badly, but still hits. <laughs> yeah, my armor class is nothing to write home about. So he slashes you with your sword and <laughs> stabs you with his dagger. Ooh. You take a total of... Ten points of damage between the two. Uh, which one was the greater of the two? The sword was six points. Okay, I'll use Stone's Endurance against that one. As my reaction. And I regain five of it. So you shrug off the sword blow and then get stabbed in the dagger with the dagger right afterwards. Alright. That's me. Uh alright. Uh twenty-two to hit. Okay. Four. 14 damage. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a 5 and a 6 on the dice. But he is one tough guy. Holy so crap. So you hit him fairly hard, and he absorbs most of it with his armor. I've done almost 50 damage to this guy. Holy cow. Yeah. Jeez. Stripey noticed them attacking the caravan. Is he going to do anything about it? Yeah, he'll he'll uh, attack the guy attacking the driver. He shot from F in the woods, so he'd have to run out. Oh, the oh, okay. So no, he's he's gonna stay in the cart. There's too much going on in this combat for him to run off by himself. Okay, uh, Tokus. How far am I from where Shaba's fighting? You've got two guys that you're fighting again, and you are about forty feet away down the trail, plus ten feet off into the woods. Actually, you probably can't even see Shaba at all. No, I can't. Due to the thickness of the forest. I was thinking, do I even have line of sight? Because I would lend you my firebolt. All right. I'll have to finish you two off first, won't I? I'm going to try to kill off the guy that's wielding a sword. So I'm going to stab by my rapier. That is a six. Six to hit? Yes. I rolled a two. <laughs> so no. <laughs> you miss. <laughs> Butterfingers. He easily dodges out of the way. Aslo, I'm going to have you make another perception check. Uh, 15? Okay, so as you look back behind you where you just ran from and see all the fighting going on, you actually spot another figure farther back in the woods and kind of off to the side who seems to be leaving the area. Oh, what can I tell about this figure? You can see they're cloaked in green and brown, so they blended in pretty well, but now that they're moving, you can see them against the background. All you can see is the cloak. You don't get any glimpse of the face or anything. Okay, um... I think this is like totally uh, like a goes into bullet time mode where I like I'm trying to like look around and get a feel of the surroundings like see how my teammates are doing and everything. So I like look over and, and check out Tokus and see how wounded he is. Everything is also glowing with liquid fire because you're invisible. That's how it works in the Lord of the Rings. So I figure. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, the ring wraiths show up and right. all that good stuff. It's a party. Uh, to answer your... Was that a question or not really? Yeah, yeah. How are, how are you doing? To answer your question, I'm at 20 out of 34. So I'm actually pretty good. Okay. 
Shaba, how are you? Uh, I'm at 10 of 25. I do have some healing I can dish out. Oh, shoot, that one is touch. That's right. So I'm, I'm actually just going to heal myself so that I can try and get back in the fight. So I will just quietly whisper a song of healing to myself. For eight hit points. And then how far is Tokus from the wagon right now? About 10 to 15 feet. Okay. Um, I will point my voice toward him so that the guys that I ran away from don't hear me over there. And I'll say, Tokus, you have a uh, really big brain. What? What was that? (laughs) So you hear my disembodied voice tell you how big your brain is. A big brain? Excellent. He's right, you know. So you see the two guards that are fighting the bandits kill the other one that was in melee with you. And the remaining one who was shooting from that side just stands up and starts running off into the woods. And he quickly gets out of sight behind the trees. On the other side... The one's attacking Tokus. The big guy hits. I'm going to go ahead and use my shield. So he (laughs) swings his axe and you raise your shield up at the last second and... Push the button. Magically block (laughs) his attack. (laughs) The man that you lightning lured in breaks off the combat and runs off towards the wagons again. No attacks. So he's pretty close to the wagons already. Makes it there and grabs just some random box off the top. (laughs) <laughs> I'm taking this. <laughs> this is and mine. And then starts running. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about oh, it. Man. Did he did he leave Tokus's air thread there, or is he? Yeah, he disengages, runs over, grabs the box, and runs. Oh, if he, yeah, if he doesn't uh, disengage, disengage, I don't get to okay. slice him. So he doesn't make it very far, but he's got one of the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. I want to be his friend. <laughs> Give that back. <laughs> and now. The leader once again swings your sword and his dagger, and those both hit with the sword. Six and nine damage. I think Shabba goes down. Yeah. He looks down at your fallen body and he's like, <laughs> told you I'd win, before turning back to the caravan and says, clearly you do not stand a chance against me. Surrender your goods and we will allow you to live. The Damage Guild Podcast. More refreshing than a flagon of wood elf tears. Hello there, and welcome back to the Damage Guild Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Stout, and I'm here today to share with you a few of the incredible things we've got going on with our show. Now that we're down to a bi-weekly release schedule, we don't have quite as many opportunities to talk to you directly. So I'm just going to uh, run down a few of the things that are happening so that you can get engaged and find us in all the places where we exist for the sole purpose of connecting with you, our listeners. Uh, do you want to get to know us better on a more personal level? Well, we are in love with you too. Thank you. That's very nice of you. So why not come hang out with us on our Discord server? There's a link at the top of our homepage at www.thedamageguild.com with a little video game controller who's smiling. Just click on our little friend there and he'll take you to a personal invite page where you can join our server uh, and come chat with us and other listeners and truly become a part of the guild like never before. Also, a quick reminder to check out our online store by going to thedamageguild.com slash shop, where you'll find tons of great Damage Guild merch, including t-shirts, pillows, drawstring bags, and more. Why not indulge yourself with a new piece of swag from the show? After all, haven't you earned it? Be sure to check in often, because we've got a couple of new designs in the works, along with some sweet new surprises coming for you real soon. If you want to catch up with us on social media, you can find all those links at the top of our homepage, damageguild.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And if you happen to be on Twitter and want to send us a tweet, we are still accepting naming suggestions for the show. So if you're looking for a way to contribute to the Damage Guild in a real, tangible way, and thereby become a part of podcast history, here's how it works. Give us an at mention with your suggestion for a name of something could be an NPC, a tavern, a town, a village, a villain, anything you might find in a pseudo-medieval fantasy world. If we like it, we'll use it, and we'll give you credit for it via a shout-out during the show. That's right, you could be like some of our other wonderful Twitter followers, like at Trigus Garganath, Rick Freeman, Yuper Roots, Pete Kushian, BookOwl18, and Sam Bivalent. Thanks to all those folks for their tweets, for their contributions, and for being awesome. 
Uh, if you just want to send us a message and tell us how we're doing, you can use the contact form on our website or email us at guild at com. For those of you who are out there on Twitch, the four of us do also play 5th edition D&D every four to six weeks in a separate campaign with a larger group of friends and gamers, except instead of podcasting, we live stream. If you want to find out when our next live stream is coming up, you can follow us on our Twitch page at twitch.tv slash damage guild. Our Champions of the Multiverse campaign is in full swing. It's a long-form campaign divided into mini-adventure arcs where each player takes turns DMing. So if you jump in during an adventure, you won't have missed much. You'll be able to hang out with us live and get right into the action. Now, if you do want to start from the beginning, you can go to thedamageguild.com and click the YouTube link to see all our past episodes of that campaign, which we've helpfully posted on our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to go to player.fm and subscribe to us there, even if you're already subscribed elsewhere, because the more subscriptions we get on player.fm, the higher our show's listing will rise on their Best of D&D podcasts page, and the more people will find us, just like you found us. Seriously, subscribing only takes a second, and it really helps us out a lot. We don't do any advertising for the show, so any little thing you can do to get the word out is huge. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes or Google Play, or wherever you download podcasts, I think it goes without saying that more subscribers on all those podcast platforms does increase our visibility there in a very meaningful way, and that also helps other listeners find us and give us a try. Remember, if you'd like to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and submit a royal decree, and one of us will read it on the air during one of these very segments. Lastly, we'd like to take a moment to thank our wonderful audio providers, Tim from tabletopaudio.com, for the use of his incredible soundscapes, which do so much to add to the atmosphere of our show, and Matt from matthewpablo.com for his excellent theme and background music. As always, thanks so much for listening. We love each and every one of you. Now, please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we'll see you again on Monday in just two short weeks. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. So, Shaba, uh, death save. Stripey sees you fall down. Is he going to join in? Uh, he goes into a badger rage, I imagine. I passed my death save, yeah. Yeah, so Stripey will leap off the cart and run the 20 feet to the guy. Okay, so he can easily reach him. Alright, uh, 20 to hit. Okay, that hits. Um, so, 7. Stripey begins to tear into his legs. He's like, get, get away from me, you little... <laughs> Starts trying to kick him back. <laughs> Tokus. I'll run without disengaging. Would I be able to reach him with the lighting lure, or am I still too far? I think you can just barely make it with everything added together. 25 plus 15. And he was a couple steps closer to the wagon as he was taunting you. Okay. So, I'm going to move away from those two. Okay. And strong one hits you for seven points. Okay, so I'm at 13 points, guys. Tactically speaking, I could, like, sit there and defend. I could drink my little temporary life points potion, or... The leader has taken 54 damage, so he's, you think he's gotta go be down? close. Yeah. So why don't I just shoot him for potentially 10 damage? Yeah, that's good. I'm not gonna argue with that. I mean, think about morale. If you take down the leader, then what's gonna happen to the rest of them? Yeah, and that's what Elbert wanted, was to get him out of the way. Alright, I'm gonna load up my Vilapult and let loose. That is a 23. Alright, well that hits... Eight points of damage. Nice. All right, so your little vial explodes in fire. You see it singes his hair. You can tell that he's actually starting to take some serious wounds here and there, but he is obviously a very strong fighter. So he doesn't look like he's close to dropping? He was looking pretty weak at this point. Okay. All right. Not used to people throwing fire at me, but they always (laughs) say fight fire with fire. (laughs) <laughs> and you see he gives a meaningful glance off into the woods. Uh, Aslo, your turn. I am going to... Uh, let me see. Yeah, technically, invisibility says the spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. So when I healed myself, the invisibility ends, right? Yeah, but you're still hidden underneath the wagon. I am just going to... Still laying down under the cart, I'm going to pull out my crossbow and just lay down sniper position. And just try and shoot at the big guy's knees. <laughs> Shooting between the horse's legs. <laughs> That's right. 
22 to hit, 6 damage. With one final well-placed shot, flies straight between the two horses and strikes him squarely in the chest. <laughs> the bandit leader staggers back and says, That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> hey, I'm perfectly positioned to trip him as he staggers back. Yes! <laughs> Shabba, do that thing where you lay still. <laughs> and then he trips over you. Yeah, he takes a few faltering steps and says, Men, come back for me. And then he falls on top of Shabba. <laughs> Stripey rips out his throat. <laughs> <laughs> I say that in jest, but that's actually what happens. <laughs> the one bandit who actually grabbed something from the wagons is still running. The other two who are still up, uh, the big guy that was fighting with Tokus decides he's going to take his, you know, his rewards too. Takes a couple steps up, grabs a big box, just throws it over his shoulder and starts running <laughs> off into the woods since no one's around to stop him. And the other one who was buried back in the woods with the crossbow seemed to just run off. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Shoo! I love how they're like... Uh, this is mine now. I'm taking this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've mostly protected the caravan. <laughs> One guy did get shot and two boxes got stolen, but... <laughs> well, hey, they, they're not gone yet. <laughs> they're just running. We'll chase them down. Maybe next time. Tokus? Which one was more wounded, the sword guy or the big brute axe guy? The axe guy... Like, on a scale of one to wounded, how wounded is are these people? Neither of them took all that much, honestly. I was afraid you'd say that. And none of them are nearly close enough for me to close. Like, are, neither of them are within 40 feet of me. No. You've moved away from them, and they've grabbed stuff and moved away from you, so you're not going to catch up to them. Okay. But I could shoot at them. Yeah, you could probably take one parting shot before they're completely out of sight. Doesn't seem all that worth. This is where I need, like, like a bottle of glue... Yeah. Like uh, really sticky glue. Tanglefoot. Tanglefoot, yeah. That would be a really cool, like, something for me to cook up or find in the world. That'd be very useful because people just keep running away from me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> this is a situation where I really can't do anything, right, guys? Yeah, like you said, you can take a parting blow. All right, I pop one off just to feel better about my self esteem. <laughs> At the big guy. Okay. 19, uh, 23. Hit. Four damage. Okay. So, yeah, you singe his tunic a bit as he runs. I was thinking I wanted to light the the box on fire that he stole, <laughs> but I can't do that if somebody's holding the object right. It has to be... No, it's full yeah. of malt whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he runs over the hill, and then all of a sudden there's a... <laughs> there's a mushroom cloud. cloud. <laughs> is, that, is that an option I have, or no? Technically, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. I remember reading up on that. And I was really disappointed that I can't like light people's clothes on fire and stuff. <laughs> Unless they're not wearing the clothes, then yes. All right. So, Asla, are you doing anything for your last turn here? Uh, I will tuck my crossbow away and silently lament the fact that the uh, carriage didn't start driving, so that I could roll over and grab onto the underside of it and ride it as they uh, drove off because that would have been really epic <laughs> but then I'll uh, no I'll, I'll crawl out from under the carriage and brush myself off and go over and heal Shaba Elbrit says well I don't suppose we're in any you're in any condition to give chase to them huh uh no I don't think so <laughs> especially not him and I point over at Shaba <laughs> the other two dwarven guards make their way back to the wagons but they're too late to do anything to those who are running away uh, one of them goes up to the wounded driver and starts bandaging him, though. So you heal Shaba? Yes. My eyes shoot open and I take a deep, gasping breath. <gasps> Shaba, <laughs> we thought we'd lost you. I've never died that much before. <laughs> I think that was the most I've ever died. Well, good thing is, you're not completely dead. Oh, thank goodness. You were only mostly dead. <laughs> Are we still... Is this still life? Are we still alive? Everybody good? Yes, we're, we're not an initiative anymore, but you're still alive. Stripey's having a meal on top of me. Um, I heal you for 11, by the way. Oh, thank you, Aslo, for making me alive again. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime when it's convenient for me and I have enough spells. <laughs> That's right. I'll clomp over to where you guys are. 
Aslo, this wasn't like anything we imagined, was it, when we set out to build the AAA team? No, this was a uh, this was a group of brigands beyond our reckoning. Their leader was strong, almost supernaturally strong. <laughs> he was very, very strong. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing we did all that training, yet we still got our butts whooped. Well, it just goes to show you, when we get stronger, the world gets stronger with us. <laughs> it's almost like wherever we travel, there are stronger and stronger monsters <laughs> to fight. Smile and the world smiles with you. Not entirely true. It's more like you're taking on quests that are suited to your level. Yes, we are bronze level Sapphire Saber members now, don't forget. <laughs> so, uh, is any of us going to address Elbrit? Because she's probably not happy with us. Well, I imagine those two crates will probably come out of our pay, but still, we protected most of the stuff. Yes. When I challenged that hideous leader to a wrestling match, it was a trap within a trap. (laughs) Who was trapped? Uh, Because obviously I own none of this caravan, so he would have won nothing had he bested me in the wrestling match. (laughs) But he was a cheater from the beginning. Oh, yes, he was. No doubt. The dagger and the brigands in the bushes. Mm-hmm. So you won the wrestling match, and he cheated, but then we ended up fighting anyway, and... And then he killed me. And then we killed him. And then I came back, and we killed him, and then I came back to life, and he didn't, because Stripey ate him. <laughs> right, so... What's the real moral of this story, Tokus? I think we all learned something valuable today. Don't challenge strangers to wrestling matches. (laughs) (laughs) I think the moral is always challenge every stranger to wrestling match. (laughs) Um, Actually, I think the real moral of the story is like more tactical stratagem, strategery. I should have stuck close to the cart and then anybody that tried to get away just whipped them back. Mm -hmm. So as you survey the losses, or as Elbret surveys the losses, says, well... Fortunately, one of those crates wasn't particularly valuable. It's just some of our supplies for making the trip, but we did lose some more from the larger one. So don't necessarily feel like you didn't perform your guard duties, just not quite as well as I had hoped. So we'll see about your pay when we get back. Well, perhaps you set your hopes just a little bit too high. (laughs) Wait, wait, she's going to give us some time. Maybe we can butter her up. Shabby, you still make that really tasty dessert? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Goat pie. <laughs> Wait, what? Goat pie. Goat pie. <laughs> Goat pie. We'll make some dessert. How's that dessert? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chicken pot pie, but in goat dessert form, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because goat... Oh, we have time to butter her up on the way home. Yeah. It has plenty of butter in it. It's butter and meat. That's pretty much the only <laughs> ingredients. It's butter and meat and a crust. In a pan. <laughs> With two little goat horns sticking out from the top of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We used to have it for Kavaki Fest every year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you going to Kavaki Fest? It's going to be a slamming time, man. Yeah, all the hottest bands would come and play <laughs> on a big mountain stage. It was all just drum acts. It was like 50 Goliaths with drums. Just... <laughs> yeah, making beats. And all the Goliath women are like in hula hula skirts and doing the goat dance, goat ball dance. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so... And then you cook the goat, that's the goat ball, into the goat pie. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now the best man. goat pies are made from goat ball goats. Yep, yes. they are. Everybody knows. The meat's more tender from the abuse. Yeah, they need to be seasoned, right, <laughs> from all the bruising. <laughs> it seasons the meat, tenderizes it. So, final count was you managed to kill three bandits. Well, you and the guards killed three bandits, and at least four got away. With two of our boxes. Right? No. At least five got away. Oh, uh, there was the one dude in the cloak. Well, some of them disengaged us, and they didn't have any merch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would have fought more if my guy didn't have three times as many hit points as me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to ask Elbrit about that cloaked stranger just to see if she knows anything about it. Could you describe the cloak to me? 
Yeah, it was uh, a stranger that uh, appeared to be in a brown and green cloak. I, I couldn't see much because their back was turned. Well, I can't say for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those elves come down here. One of those dirty, stinking elves? Always. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what would they be doing spying on us? Well, you didn't seem to have the very friendly run-in with the elves last time we passed through town. Yeah, that's true. Could have something to do with that. In which case, perhaps all of this was actually your fault, and maybe I should take it straight off your pay. <laughs> but the, the brigands weren't elves. The elves that we talked to were emissaries. They were distinguished members of their kingdom. They would surely never stoop to such lows. It's uh, true. You never know what these elves are capable of. <laughs> Nor did we tell them where we were going or when we would be coming back. So it's very unlikely that uh, they would have hired out these people to just wait for an untold amount of time for our coming. Well, it could just be my own wild imaginations. After all, anyone could wear brown and green cloak. Hmm. All right. Let's get moving. Clear out. Very well. And on to Brentley Gate, where we will have the last of our fun forever. <laughs> Because it sucks the rest of it out of us. <laughs> it was with a heavy heart that the AAA team trudged on, knowing that they kind of sort of failed their mission. But still kind of sort of succeeded. But not that Tokus <laughs> cared. Hasn't that been the case with all of your missions? Well, yeah. That's how we do. <laughs> but, hey, we still got paid. And that's what matters <laughs> in life. It's like we got straight C's on our report card. Right. <laughs> and C's get degrees. <laughs> we're, so we're C students. C's get liberal arts degrees like Aslo's. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah.